0: Hello! Welcome to episode 6 of Midwest Brunette. I'm your host, Abby, and today I have another friend hopping on with me to talk about today's topic. Today's topic is breakups. (laughs) So a little bit of a difficult um, topic, and I knew this was one that I would maybe need some support on or somebody to just kind of banter with. I was fortunate enough to meet Kelsey in 2020. We work at Orange Theory together. And um, I was actually Kelsey's friend during her breakup and she and I had not met during my breakup. So I think it's kind of cool for us to share our experiences together. You know, a breakup is a breakup, but everyone has those really different experiences. So Kelsey and I are talking about our most relevant breakups today. So not necessarily the most recent, but maybe the ones that kind of were most relevant in shaping us to who we are so they're definitely different but let's be honest you know a breakup is still a breakup and a horrible thing so I think this is a pretty good episode where we kind of um, compare and contrast our stories and how we kind of went on after these breakups and what really we learned about them and such so with that being said let's go ahead and get into our topic today with our girl Kelsey. Okay. So like I mentioned, Kelsey and I met in 2020 while working at Orange Theory. Uh, I look forward to my Thursday night shifts so much because I always work with Kelsey and we just instantly clicked and she's amazing. So I brought Kelsey on to talk about today's um, topic just because we had really different experiences. Um, But I think we're both kind of in a point with our breakups where we're like at peace with them and like, almost maybe, at least I can't speak for her, but like maybe a little like happy that they happen Um, and both having that same kind of ending or outcome and then, but having very different experiences, I think is just something kind of important to showcase. So Kelsey, do you want to give any, the people a little background on um, who you are and where you came from?
1: (laughs) Yes. Yes. So I'm Kelsey. Um, One thing I did like after college was I moved back home and then I knew I needed to get out. So I ended up getting a job in Columbus, which wasn't a crazy risk, but I didn't really know anyone moving here. Um, And so I was getting a little lonely and I was like, I'm going to get a second job. So that's when I found myself at Orange Theory and where I met Abby. And again, like she said, we instantly clicked and Thursdays um, are so awesome. It's like, 45 minute class at the end of the day, and we just knock out cleaning. I think we have the cleaning done in like 10 minutes. Yes. World record timing. So,
0: just so we can sit there and chat. Yes. Literally. (laughs) At the end of the (laughs) night. So, we're like, okay, let's see how fast we can clean so we can get back to talking about whatever the topic is that evening that is taking (laughs) over our life. Um, But yeah, so I think um Kelsey I'll go ahead and give like a little background about my relationship that I'm talking about today and like the breakup that I went through to kind of give you a moment to think about yours um because like I said Kelsey and I had very different experiences so Kelsey's was you know she defined it as like a clean break for her breakup and then mine was just like maybe a little more difficult. Um, So with my breakup, um, that is relevant to talk about. I mean, obviously I've been through more than one, uh, but I'm kind of concentrating on this one significant one that I think really just kind of like shaped me to who I am today. Uh, I dated somebody for about seven years and then we broke up our senior year of college. So that was a super big adjustment. When we broke it off, we had no contact with each other for, you know, two years. And then ended up like um, reconciling and, you know, kind of making peace with our um, kind of our history and such. And it was definitely a little more messy than what I, you know, lead it on to be. That is just fully the truth. Uh, There's a lot of feelings for with seven years of dating somebody. So it's hard to kind of just wrap it up and just be done with it, but it takes a lot of work to get there. And I think that's kind of what Kelsey and I want to focus on today is talking about, what we did after these breakups. We don't really want to like dwell on the breakups too much. We want, or, you know, like, you know, I don't want to like negatively bash anybody or anything, you know, I'm happy this breakup happened. Um, But we kind of want to talk about how we like picked ourselves back up from that. So yeah, mine was a little more difficult, a little more messy. And I'm sure as we talk about this topic, it will kind of get into those, you know, little details about why. So Uh, Kelsey, yours was more of a clean break, right?
1: Yeah. So we broke up a little over a year ago. Um, I met him my junior year of college. We dated for probably four to five years. Um, majority of it, probably two to three were long distance. Um, he had lived out in New York for about a year and a half, then moved to Chicago, um, after that. And, um, it was just one of those things where, um, I feel like we kind of, we loved each other, but we weren't in love with each other. Mm-hmm. And I think it kind of came down to like a realization of, I was always making the effort to go up there and I wasn't getting reciprocated back. Yeah. Um, so it was more of just like, you know. It ran its course. Yeah. And it's just like, you know, we cared about each other, but we weren't in love with each other. Um, So we both made the decision to end it.
0: Do you ever wonder too, this really just came to me, but like when you were talking about kind of the effort difference and stuff, do you ever really like think about how significant like our age is when it comes to play in these relationships? Like I was so determined to make my relationship work just because I was more like in love with the idea of it. And then now that I've like kind of gotten older and I've definitely changed, I realized that that wasn't the person I wanted to marry, but it was more the idea that I wanted to marry.
1: Yeah, 100%. I remember thinking of, you know, I'm going to get married at 24. I'm going to have kids by 26. Yep. Like I was on such a time frame for myself. Me too. So I was like, okay, I need to marry this guy. <laughs> we were <He> so wrong. <laughs> I don't know. Oh my gosh well that's clearly out the door because we're both 26 now right we're Not chilling married. we're chilling no kids,
0: bad but... dates <laughs> that we talk about on thursdays <laughs> <laughs> but yeah i think i think it does have a difference and like yeah i was on such a time frame like you said that's such a good point like i was like so determined that okay we're gonna make it through our senior year because we did long distance you know throughout college it wasn't as long you know as far as you guys we you know he was Northern Ohio and I was, you know, here in Columbus, so about three and a half hours. But I was so determined. Like I saw that on another podcast fun on week um on weekdays. Jenna was talking about how she got out of her six-year relationship and it was with her high school sweetheart. And that's obviously who mine was, was my high school sweetheart. And she was like looking up statistics of like who makes it with their high school sweethearts, like who marries their high school sweethearts and stuff. And she was looking up all these like statistics and trying to get all these like, you know, ideas of more of like the relationship rather than the actual person. And then like you you take like a step back and you're growing up and you're like, did I even like that person like it's so bad to say that but you're you really wonder like is that actually the type of person I wanted to spend the rest of my life with so
1: that's exactly how I felt like yeah looking back on it um I feel like I kind of rushed into it with him yeah um and looking back um we're very different and like it's not a bad thing yeah but I look back and I guess now I'm at the point where I'm realizing like I don't want to settle for anyone yeah and so when I go back and look at characteristics and personality traits of my exes I'm like was I settling? Right, and maybe you know the opposite. That wasn't my person. So. Yeah,
0: and you said how yours kind of like just ran its course, and it kind of you know finished it out. I think mine did too, to an extent. I mean, mm-hmm. after seven years and being so young, like it, it's gonna. I think it's kind of almost inevitable that it's gonna run its course. It's very mm-hmm. rare that it doesn't. And you know, mine ran its course, and you know, I, you know, was actually the one that was broken up with uh kind of caught off guard and stuff and so I think that honestly was like the hardest part about my breakup Mm -hmm. and that's also what I kind of want to focus on it was like what do you think was the hardest part of yours because I think mine like being caught off guard and I was so like just determined about again the idea of like marrying this guy Mm -hmm. rather than like you know, if I maybe saw it coming and I wasn't so obsessed with the idea of like marrying my high school sweetheart. And I know like his parents, they were high school sweethearts. So Mm -hmm. I was like, you know, it was that little false hope in my head. Like, oh yeah, we're definitely going to get married. And he always said like, my parents are high school sweethearts and like put it in my head that Mm -hmm. like, I was like, oh my gosh. So I think yeah, I think that was kind of our, you know, we ran its course and, you know, he found somebody else that he had more of a stronger connection with. And so he went and pursued that. And I think like being broken up with, I mean, I can't even act like that didn't hurt my ego and that didn't knock me down. And that, you know, I think that made it messier on my end, where Mm -hmm. was yours more mutual?
1: Um, I feel like, so the last year, um, basically when it started to get a little bit rocky was when COVID first started to hit.
0: Yeah. Um, Which was, I think a lot of relationships.
1: Yeah. And I feel like, I mean, again, he lived in Chicago at the time. And so I rarely ever saw him like the, you know, planes and stuff. I would always fly. So that was closed down. So I really relied on FaceTime and like communication. Yeah. And it just came to a point where um, he was, he's the one that doesn't care to drive far distances. Okay, Whereas it made me nervous to drive by myself. Yeah. And so I kind of, put it on him to maybe drive out a little bit more often since I paid for a bunch of play tickets to go out and see him. Yeah. Um, And it just came to a point where um, he just would complain about it and, you know, the whole drive, like, Oh, I'm so tired. I'm this, I'm that. Yeah, And it just became more of like an excuse. And it just felt like it was such a, task for him to do.
0: And you felt like you were kind of you were kind of like begging. Like yeah, you were, exactly. and I hate that feeling. And like feeling exactly. like you're begging for somebody's yeah. like attention and love and affection. Like and nobody should feel like that. Yeah.
1: And I felt like I started to build up this resentment towards him because um I did it when he um had first gotten his job, like you know, student loans, all yeah. that stuff. Um, which I didn't have. So I paid right. for the plane tickets to go out there. Sure. And then um I just felt like it wasn't getting reciprocated back when yeah. I asked him to step up.
0: Yeah. And he right. wasn't stepping up. Yeah. Well, I'm glad you at least saw that. So, you know, yeah, very different, you know, different reasonings, but at the same time, like we both are kind of looking back and kind of realize that we deserved more and they deserve happiness. So yeah. hopefully they find that too. But um, you know, we did a lot of things. We talked about this on Thursday when we were kind of talking about what we wanted to talk about in the episode. We did a lot of things to pick ourselves back up because I think we both were a little wrecked. Um, I was definitely really wrecked. I was going through my senior year of college. I had no idea how to navigate college as a single girl. And that definitely showed. Um, And then I think it took me basically post-grad, I think is when I really started like pick myself up. So, I think it is really important to have a moment to sulk and to be sad and to just be upset. And I just remember like when it happened, like the amount of support I had was insane. You know, I had my roommate at the time, Katie, who was on the ep- in the episode earlier, um basically living in my bedroom. Like we had a two bedroom apartment and she mm-hmm. was like living with me and then I had, you know, my other friend at, you know, my other college friend I was super close with Logan at the time would go in between classes with me and I would come back home and just like lay in bed in between those classes and she would lay there with me and she would drag me to classes or else I wasn't gonna go and she was like you're getting up like we are graduating you need to go and I was like I don't wanna and she would (laughs) drag me and then you know my mom would come to my apartment and she would pack my bags and she was like you are too upset to be you know partying and doing stuff on the weekends like you're coming home so mm-hmm. I'd go home for a couple weekends and just kind of be with my family and be surrounded by you know them so I had a lot of time and a lot of support to sulk which I think is super important did you have any like sulking period yeah.
1: so I feel like the first initial shock of like I guess not really shock but like because I mean we both saw it coming it yeah was just like the final like okay like you know we're gonna go our separate ways you're
0: grieving like that lifestyle change that's exactly it, what it was yeah it
1: was like okay, now I have to be okay with being alone. Even though he was in a different city. It was just like, I was talking to him constantly. So it was just like, okay, I had to be okay with being alone. Um, And we actually broke up a couple days before my birthday. So I was, yeah. (laughs) So HBD, girl. Uh, So like that wasn't like the greatest, but I was home for my birthday. So um, my dad, he is amazing. And he is, he's a girl dad, 100%. Um, but he really, he picks me up. We went and got coffee. Like he just didn't want me to sit around. Yeah. Since when I sit around, that's when I think about everything. Right. Exactly. And so keep your mind busy. Yeah. That's how
0: I was too. And that's where they're like, get to class, you know, like yeah. stuff like that. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly.
1: And so between my family and my friends, just getting me out not sitting yeah um that definitely helped me um and of course um as abby knows i love self-care yes she's our
0: self-care queen
1: (laughs) (laughs) yes facials working out i just really kind of got into that just to keep myself busy and when i was working out i was feeling better and for sure it was just great and then i also read this book which i highly recommend it's called eat pray and fml yes by gabrielle stone yeah very like she's kind of navigating her way. She just got out of divorce and she's trying to figure out how to be okay with being alone, which is exactly what I was going through at the time when I read it. And it was just very uplifting. Like, I'm going to be okay. Yeah,
0: exactly. And I think, like, after I had that initial, like, sulking period and a, like, you know, few literal panic attacks, like, I was ready to kind of do those things, like, pick myself back up and stuff. And really similar to Kelsey, I mean, that's how I found Orange Theory is this breakup. And I think that's so crazy because... The amount of things Orange Theory has given me, you know, not only, you know, like a community and friends like Kelsey and stuff, but like self-confidence and just, you know, having a solid workout routine that I can always rely on, even, a, you know, on a bad day. Like I didn't have a great day today. What did I do? I went and took a class. Like it just has given me so much. And I don't know if I ever, there's so many things in my life. I'm like, I don't know if I ever would have tried that if I didn't go through the breakup I went through. Mm-hmm. And then I, I talked about it in the very first episode so much. So I'm not going to talk about it too much, but like therapy, like I got right into therapy as soon as this whole thing happened, because I was at a point where I was just like, noticing having a lot of more panic attacks and not really being in control of my anxiety and stuff. So I was able to take all that and kind of go into therapy and therapy gave me tools that I'm still using today. So again, I would not have those tools. I probably never would have gone to therapy if this happened. Like, and then, you know, I read books too, of course. Um, you know, and I think those really helped. And just like Kelsey said, she, you know, hung out with her dad and, you know, stayed busy and stuff. I was hanging out with friends. And I I want to talk really quick about like a significant memory that I have. And if anybody's going through a breakup and they just like need like um, I had like I swear I don't know how to describe this experience. It was it was like I don't want to say out of body. That's so like <laughs> silly, but it was so It was probably one of my all time favorite trips. I'll put it that way. So I had, you know, we broke up around September and around November. It was one of our college friends, Kate's birthday. And we decided to go to Nashville for her birthday as a 22 year old or 21. I don't, I don't remember. I think I was maybe 22 at the time. I don't remember. But as a 22-year-old, going to Nashville post-breakup with your girlfriends is the best thing that you can do. (laughs) Like, going on Broadway and just screaming all of your favorite songs with your best friends and meeting random people and just talking to them at the bar and just learning that there's so much more life out there than this person that you're, like, sulking about and upset. Like, I think that I came back from that trip, and I think that trip was, like, the stepping stone of me wanting to be like, okay, it's time to do some things to get better. Mm -hmm. Like it's time to do these self-care things like working out and like Kelsey said, facials and new hobbies and stuff like that. So I think Having a moment like that is super important, kind of in between your sulking and like feeling, you know, starting to do things to feel better phase Mm -hmm. is like, it doesn't have to be a trip, but do something that is just going to like kind of take your breath away a little bit and you're going to realize like you're going to be okay. Like, I remember like being with my friends and just laughing so hard and I was like, I'm going to be fine. Like, I, this is this is what, how my life is supposed to go right now. So just, it gave me a lot of like trust in the process, mm-hmm. which I think was super important. Um, and we definitely have learn, like you said, how to be okay with being independent. I mean, we both dated those people for so long. Like I had that person as not only like my boyfriend, but my best friend Mm -hmm. for seven years. So he was at every holiday, you know, we would split holidays between his family and my family. He took up all my weekends. He, you know, he was very significant in my life. And so I'm not going to lie. I hated every holiday for the first year. Mm -hmm. Like I hated Christmas that year. I did not have a good time on my birthday that year. And it was nothing against the people I was with. Like I was so thankful that I had those people because I probably would have been even But I think just, like, little, like, significant things like that. Like, I'm a big holiday girl, I think.
1: Yeah.
0: So, like, yeah. So, like, Christmas and, like, New Year's. Oh, New Year's was horrible that year, I remember. I was just, like, this is – I'm just – not feeling like myself at all like it no, was just I
1: think I went to bed before yeah the ball dropped Did you?
0: <laughs> yeah. yeah. And so it was just... and that's okay like you're you know I knew kind of like those holidays were rolling mm. through and I was like okay like you know we're waiting and I think like I was obviously still very like in love with him you know at that time mm-hmm. and I was like hoping on little like holidays that he would just say something to me I and mean, we were blocked we blocked each other and kind of deleted each other for two years so I was just hoping that the holiday would have been the something that kind of brought him back and then I was disappointed every time mm-hmm. so I just can't believe that I was ever like that like I just <laughs> like you know that I was just ever that upset about somebody but it's it's normal like it's part of the breakup and period. I think that
1: kind of helps you grow into your next relationship I mean yeah with my past two I would call more serious relationships I learned a lot from both of them right and they both didn't end bad and yeah again, they just ran their course and yeah. it's just like I feel like I'm learning more about myself. Yes.
0: And I just feel like I, with the last few guys that I've dated versus like this one very significant relationship, I am like completely different in Mm -hmm. these relationships. Like- it is a whole different like partner in these relationships versus like what he got, and I think it's the amount of growth that yes. I've had, and just growing up, obviously. But like, it's more than just growing up. It's like being self-aware and learning more all these personal. things about yourself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And like learning what you want out of things, like mm-hmm. you know, like they. I've heard many podcasts say like dating is like an interview with cocktails. It really oh, is. Yes, a hundred percent is. Yes. and I think back then I would have like taken it like just about any love I could get like it's so funny to say but like I really think I would have where now I feel more selective more Mm -hmm. I'm looking for certain qualities of somebody because I look back at that relationship and I kind of felt like I was settling looking back and Mm -hmm. then I'm happy I realized that eventually but you know I think that's just that's just what you start to learn about yourself through these experiences so Then I want to talk a little bit about the experience of them coming back because there is a quote that I think is so funny. (laughs) That is probably not accurate, but I just have to say it. They either always come back or they get uglier. Mm -hmm. (laughs) One of the two. So in this, you know, this breakup that you're discussing, this Mm -hmm. relationship, has he ever tried to come back? I don't even think I really know the answer. Yeah.
1: So actually, even after we broke up, um we continue to talk yes I next. do
0: remember that
1: um people thought it was very weird yes I, I did
0: yeah, I, <laughs> I was like Kelsey you're Why still dating I was like they're gonna get back together they're definitely gonna get back together and then one day you just stopped you just stop talking about him and I was like oh they're not getting back together anymore oh no no <laughs> so, and it's
1: funny everyone everyone's like oh you, guys, you two are gonna get back together and like in my head like I'm like no we're not mm-hmm. like we're not getting back together like there's so many things that I wanted out of him that he didn't get. Yeah. If I was ever questioning, like, oh do I do I miss him? Do I not miss him? Yeah. It was like, no, like the last year I felt like crap. Right. Like it just I wasn't happy. Right. And so I think about that and I'm like, okay, it's the right thing. Yeah. Um, but so I feel like we both kind of I think it helped us both to I guess grow apart. Right. Is that we were still talking and it just slowly faded. Yeah. And um pretty sure now he's dating someone else and I have not heard from him. Yeah. And well, quite a few months
0: but I guess that's good for his new relationship I know, yeah, her, being, being quite respectful like that, Yeah. So. Yeah. Definitely okay. not. I mean, hey, girl, like I probably wouldn't either. So, <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, I definitely have had a similar experience. I've had, you know, this person reach out to me a couple times. I've had this person show up at my doorstep. I've had this person, you know, just really navigating and trying to figure out their own. And I think I was kind of like the punching bag of that. And I get that to an extent, because I definitely think he he was my punching bag a little bit of my, you know, throughout my growth too. So I don't hold any like grudges towards that or anything. Um, I don't think we've ever really tried to fully like sit down and try to maybe reconcile like getting back together just because... I think we both know that it wouldn't, it wouldn't work. Like, I think we both know it's just, we're two different people now to this point that where we've grown in very opposite ways. And I just don't think it's something that would be compatible at this point. Yeah. Uh, we do keep in touch every, you know, every now and then, which is nice. Um, but I always say the opposite of love is indifference. And it took me a really long time to get there. But I am very indifferent about him now to the point, Um, you know, like my I'll have my close friends and stuff say, you know, I hate him. Why don't you hate him and stuff? And I'm like, why would if I hate him, that shows that I part of me like still cares significantly mm-hmm. and I think I'm just very far past that point but at a point where I did hate him I you know I loved him and hated him at the same time mm-hmm. like there was so much different feelings back then where now I feel like it's just so indifference like I you know Like you, you hope they're doing well and that they, you know, find everything they're looking for and that's about it. Like, it's just, you mark that as the end of that chapter. And Mm -hmm. now it's to a point where I'm like, so not so determined, but like, I'm ready to find that like person that I do know I'm compatible with and that I do kind of checks on my boxes and I check all their boxes and I'm enough for them and they're enough for me. Mm -hmm. So I think. Yeah, I think they will probably always come back. So just be careful of that. If if we're both saying yes, then yes. it's probably a good, probably a decent sign Stay that they're gonna strong. come back. Stay strong. Yeah, have some have some uh, self power. So it took me a lot of learning for that. So what about dating again? How yeah. was dating again for you?
1: So it was very strange. I think I was really ready for it, just because of how unhappy and kind of disappointed yeah. I was in the end. Um, yeah. like relationship wise with him, um, not him as a person, but. Um, I think I went on a date, like, maybe two weeks after. Okay. And so we went and had some tacos, you know, food's always good. I'm a big, big on food. <laughs> um, but I remember after like, I wasn't like blown away by this guy by any means. Yeah. But I was like, you know, I'm hoping for the best, you know. And I remember after the date ended, um, he basically was like, you know, like, I had a good time. But he's like, you know, I just don't see anything more than just being friends. And I was like,
0: damn ego check
1: yeah yeah first date and this is how it's going oh no (laughs) so but it's okay though um but I just knew I wanted to get back out there Mm -hmm. find my person and just someone to connect with and you know I give you credit for going
0: two weeks out because mine happened at a very different time like mine happened my senior year of college so I think I was so concentrated on having fun with my friends graduating mm-hmm. <laughs> because I was definitely slipping on academics th- going through all of that. And just, you know, moving on from this like college chapter of my life that I was like kind of ready to end at the, you know, yeah. kind of that point that you get at senior year where you love every second of it, but at the same time you're like, all right, like what's, what's the real world like, yeah. you know? So I think um, I didn't really like, seriously date. Like I had college flings, of course, I would say three months after. So I kind of waited until around Christmas break. And then I think Christmas break is when I kind of dove into just like chatting with d- different people, see, yeah, yeah different guys. Yeah. And again, like I wasn't looking to try to date anyone. If somebody came, then mm-hmm. great. But I was to a point where I was like, no, like I'm going to be by myself for a while because mm-hmm. I need to figure this out. I also was seven years never by myself. So mm-hmm. I was like, I want to see like what I'm like by myself. Yeah. And so I didn't really seriously date until I would say post-grad. And then post-grad, I still kind of struggled with, I had a few dates here and there, but they, like you said, guys, I wasn't really, Yeah. the connection wasn't very strong. And then, you know, you obviously have those flings in between. And I think I really started seriously dating. Like I would say like maybe, maybe a year and a half ago, like truthfully.
1: Yeah. Oh yeah. And I feel like I should elaborate on the one week. Yeah. This is like, crime pandemic everything shut down uh, you're not meeting people at the bar because the bars are yeah closed. yeah when they did open they had curfew at 10 p.m yeah so i relied kind of heavily on the dating apps because that's really was really the only way you can meet people right so i feel like i was talking to a bunch of people and if they felt comfortable we go you know yeah eat tacos do whatever and right. then like if it worked right if it didn't like okay like yeah on to the next one I guess.
0: right exactly and i think the pandemic also kind of helped me like prolong that. Okay. I want to be by myself for a while. Mm -hmm. And I always kind of made this vow to myself. Like after I went through all of this, I was like, you have to fully blow me away at this point Mm -hmm. to, for me to be in a very serious relationship with you. Like I have to see a real, real future with you. And that is just something that I've, I'm still holding on to, just because I like, I am not somebody to date to date. Like I'm, da- I'm dating to marry. Yes. Like, and that's scary for a lot of people. But mm-hmm. I, I'm 26. Like, it's it's to that point, right. you know. Yeah. So yeah. if you're not like that, then we're just not on the same wavelength, and it's probably and not okay, meant though. to be, anyways. Exactly. Yeah. And that's and okay. Totally okay. Yeah. If you, you know, you want to date to date, then I think that's what I was doing. Probably post, like probably post breakup, mm-hmm. like with those college flings, and you know, like a few bad dates and then thinking like, oh, but are they, are they great? And I'm just like Mm -hmm. being too picky or like, I think I was just dating to date. And now I think like, I'm actually taking dating as, okay, you're not really going to take up my time if I don't like see something maybe progressing I'm not saying you need to jump in and like marry me tomorrow or anything like that I'm a very slow moving creature (laughs) when it comes to relationships (laughs) but I'm very I'm it it is hard for me to open up sometimes and get kind of on that deeper level that I was once at because I was stung so bad you know like I was hurt really bad
1: bad yeah and
0: so I think like I I just think I like, you have to be very significant for me to kind of give you, give that part of myself to you. And yes. so if I don't see myself giving, you know, that openness to you, then I'm, I'm kind of not going to even entertain being your friend no. because I, that sounds so harsh and maybe like a little bitchy, well,
1: but I don't want to waste their time. You I don't want to waste their time.
0: That. Yeah. And like, I, I have enough friends. I don't need any more guy friends. And like, I just, I think it's just to a point where it's like, I don't know, like, I just need to significantly like you and like, Mm -hmm. see where this goes. Like, if you're having a good time, if I'm having a good time, and I'm smiling, and I'm laughing, and I'm enjoying, you know, this person's goals and ambitions, and you know, whatever, then great, like, I'm gonna stick with that. I'm not, I don't need to marry them tomorrow. Mm -hmm. But if it's somebody where I'm like, I, you just have that gut thing, you know, and like, I feel like,
1: Sometimes it's when you least expect it to. Oh, my gosh. Um, yes. <laughs> so, like, recently for me um, New Year's Eve, I met someone and was pleasantly surprised.
0: Yes. I was
1: kind of blown away. And if you're listening, you know who you
0: are. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. I really hope that, like, ends up, like, in a marriage <laughs> video or something. Oh, <laughs> oh my I gosh. I love that. <laughs> um. Yeah. So, I think, I think so, too, when you least expect it. I mean – I definitely have had a few circumstances where I've like, you know, not wanted to go out that night and I end up meeting somebody that I ended up dating yeah. for a few months and yeah, it didn't work out with them clearly, but it was still something I learned from and something I enjoyed and something that's going to get me to kind of, you know, where I want to be at the end of it. Yeah. So the last thing I do want to talk about is how to end on a good note, because this is something that Kelsey and I talked about on Thursday and Kelsey and I, um, we talked more about how we had to learn how to forgive and Mm -hmm. we had to accept so you said accepting was the hardest thing for you right Yeah, just
1: accepting that you know accepting the change that i was about to go through like not you know he's now a friend and not my boyfriend yeah and so accepting that change and you know being okay with being alone
0: did you like did you feel like there was part of you that like had to forgive him or like since it was kind of sort of like of a mutual thing yeah. were you
1: yeah i think i mean my other friends would also say like i had a lot of resentment built up towards him yeah because he was constantly letting me down yeah i mean yeah.
0: I, you would come in the work yeah. and you you he was letting you down a couple i would hear like, about it a I, couple yeah, of times exactly. yeah it
1: was come coming on a sunday then an hour before he's supposed to leave Hey, yeah, I'm really tired. Oh, I would be so heartbroken. Like, How are you
0: not coming? <laughs> yeah,
1: like just like oh, just like the resentment and just disappointment. I guess I had to forgive him. Yeah, um, about that. But again, at that point, it was we are on a way out,
0: right? Yeah, and I I think accepting was my hardest part too. And I talked to Kelsey a little bit about this. Like I forgave I probably quicker than I should. Mm-hmm. So I think I forgave. You know, I we kind of had that silence for two years after the breakup and then you know once he came back and kind of gave that apology and that closure two years later Mm -hmm. i was like okay at this point it's been two years like i forgive you like i i was kind of over it at that point and Mm -hmm. like he should have apologized sooner and i think it definitely would have had more significance with him apologizing sooner Mm -hmm. but he didn't and so again i was kind of let down by that of course and so then i you know forgave at that point and i was just like to some of my friends and family, they s- swear I shouldn't have ever forgiven. But the thing is, I can't spend my whole life like hating this person because you know, one, that just makes me an uglier person. Mm-hmm. And two, it's just we were young, we were dumb, and we're we're moving on. Like it's just done, you yeah. know? It's just and so I think the accepting part was hard for me because I won't lie, like when I got that apology. I was still very much hung up on him. Like, mm-hmm. I still had very significant feelings for him at that time. And so I think in my head, I knew like we were done. Like, I knew we weren't each other's person. We weren't going to get married, you know, all of this. But I think my heart took a lot longer. To catch up, yeah, you know, too.
1: and I think that like, you know, don't wait for them to give you the closure. Exactly. Don't
0: yes. So it the closure comes from within you. Yes. The closure does not come from the other person because I swore those two years of us being completely silent to each other. Like I swore I was like, oh, I need is closure and I can move on and I can be happy and I can be at peace with this and blah, mm-hmm. blah, blah. And I think I didn't, um, like I got that closure and I was like, I feel no different. This was, this was all on me. I could have done this myself. So then, you know, I had to take matters into my own hands and get myself some closure by just working on me and, you know, doing a lot of reflection and a lot of like self-help and realizing like your person would not treat you like this. Your person would not, you know, break your heart like this. So I think just learning how to like be grounded and kind of like be strong. Mm -hmm. I didn't know that's goofy and like kind of nerdy to say, but like you have to be strong. And so I think that is definitely the hardest part is learning to get closure yourself. So just really take some time to sulk and be, you know, be upset. And then after that, just start picking yourself back up and just know when you are sulking, you are upset. You're fully allowed to have all those feelings, no matter how that person treated you, your feelings are valid. They always are. And then when you're ready, like get yourself back up and don't spend in that sulking period too long because the longer you sit there, the harder it is gonna be to pick yourself back up. I will say that. Like Mm -hmm. I felt all my feelings and then I kind of had friends pulling at me, like, all right, let's go. Like we're doing things. And I that's when I was like, Okay, you're right. Like I need to stay busy and start doing things, kind of like what Kelsey talked about earlier. And I think the quicker you do that, it's kind of I think the better, but sometimes it's not. I think it depends on the person, truthfully. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, learn to be independent and being alone. It is the hardest thing ever, especially when you aren't alone for a really long period of time. So it's something that takes, it takes practice to be alone. It really does to, and to be okay with being alone. And then if, you know, they ever come back, just have that, have that strong power to kind of really think about what you deserve and what you want. And, you know, Just realize, like, just because somebody loves you doesn't mean you have to love them back, which is the hardest thing, I think, for me to, like, swallow just because I'm such, I, I would describe myself as kind of, like, empathetic and, you know, like, I'm like, oh, like, you know, don't fall in love with love, fall in love with, like, an individual, Yeah, I think. So, and then dating again, you know, you heard like Kelsey and I had very different timelines of when we started dating again and just do it whenever it's ready. you feel comfortable. Like there's no timeline on when you can start dating again after a relationship. Like there just isn't. So do it whenever you're ready and enjoy it. And it's honestly a really fun time. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, I, you you get some stories and then you could <laughs> tell your friends about those stories. And I just think it's fun. And then you know, learning how to end on a good note, whatever that looks for you. For us, it was forgiving and accepting. For you, it could be a def- you know a couple of different things. So, I think that really is like our big like keynotes on how to survive your breakup. Yeah, I knew Kelsey was perfect because we kind of had different experiences. Yet we're both, I would say, thriving in you know after our breakups. Absolutely. And so, I just think I am truly a better person because of it. And I knew that this. You know, um, episode was going to be super hard to do just because it kind of brings back all those like old. It doesn't necessarily bring back old feelings, but it brings back like that time you were just down and you just Mm -hmm. weren't happy. So it kind of brings back old feelings about yourself more than about that person. You know what I mean? So Kelsey was perfect to bring on this Mm -hmm. because I knew she would make it as lighthearted as possible. So yeah, I think that's really all we have to say, right? Yeah, I think that's it. Well, just remember you are important and you are valued and you deserve the best. So that's really all we got for you. Alrighty, that wraps up today's episode. Remember, you're doing great. Thank you for tuning in. And don't forget to follow the podcast at Midwest Brunette 1 on Instagram. Thanks so much. Have a good weekend, guys.